all make poor financial decisions sometimes. No one knows this better than J.D. Roth. In 2004, deep in financial debt, Roth resolved to turn things around. Reading every money book he could find and putting that knowledge into practice, he dug himself out of debt and built wealth enough to retire early. He's now age 51, financially independent, and on a mission to help others achieve financial freedom as well. No gimmicks, no games, just proven methods that work. Today's episode is inspired by J.D. Roth's How to Achieve Financial Independence and Retire Early. So stay tuned. The podcast starts right now. Hey, before we start our episode, if you want to be featured on the show in a case study where I develop a three to five point plan to bring you from broke to brilliant in 10 to 15 years, then email me at evanthomasbroke at yahoo.com. I'll send you my questionnaire. You fill it out, send it back, and if chosen, you'll be featured anonymously free of charge on an upcoming episode where we take a look at a financial or motivational topic to gradually shift your thoughts from a broke to brilliant mindset. And as always, this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Please consult with a financial advisor if necessary. My name is Evan Thomas, and this is the Broke at 40 podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the show. It is Sunday, March 14th. The S&P 500, I believe, if you Google it, is at the all-time high at 39.43. So over the past couple of weeks, when I said things were going up and down, they certainly did. And now my net worth is up over a million again. So with that, I also want to share something with you before we start our episode is that I have some exciting news. I actually started a YouTube channel, which I'm not really going to be concentrating too much on until um, a a year or so. into the future because I'm still experimenting with how I want to segue into having a podcast and a YouTube channel. So I'm still kind of working on that. But as you guys know, I've been sharing with you my condo redesign, which is super important to me. So I created a video about a minute and 14 seconds on my new YouTube channel. So I would love for all of you to check it out. Just go to YouTube, type in broke at 40 with a number 40. Broke at 40 podcast with Evan Thomas. It should pop up. I hope you subscribe. I hope you like it. My goal for all of you is to share content with you to let you know that I'm just a normal person out in society that is working to better themselves financially, just like you are. So I want to relate to you as much as I can and share content with you that can help you, as you know, through your journey. So Yeah, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do with that YouTube channel. It's going to take a little while, but I will. It's just going to take me time to figure that out. So go ahead and take a listen or a look at that um, here in the near future, and I hope you enjoy it. So before we move on to the content of today's episode, what did you think of last week? The survival years revisited and not having to fake normal ever again. I hope that that really resonated with many of you because as I always say, five years is gonna come. And if you don't make any changes, those five years are still gonna come. (laughs) 10 years are gonna come. And if you don't make those changes within those years, it's not gonna be any different five years from now 
or 10 years from now, which is the reason why I like to revisit the topic of finances every weekend on the podcast, not only for myself to keep myself committed, but for you guys as well. And so today I'm introducing a new series. As you know, through the past year of the podcast, almost here, I've had different series that I've introduced, Money Fundamental Moments, Money Meditation Moments, Case Studies, Role Plays coming up here uh, in the next several weeks with ASMR, Ask Yourself This, A Broke Opera, Light Bulb Moments, etc. So I'm still exploring things. And last week's episode, when I talked about Elizabeth White, I started thinking that I listen to a lot of podcasts, I read a lot of blogs, and as you know, I'm bringing content to you. You guys have special needs, just like I did when I was broke at 40. You're starting to save later in life. You have special needs. And so I want to do the work for you and serve you in a way that by listening to episodes of different podcasts in the financial independent community, I want to listen to things and bring that content to you in a special way that I hope can benefit you. Because, you know, looking back back in 2006, if I had something if like podcasts to listen to, I think that really would have helped me. As you know, I listen to the Susie Orman Show every Saturday night on CNBC at 9 p.m. That gave me the motivation. That gave me the inspiration. That gave me a weekly dose of content that kept me committed to my goals over time. And if I didn't have that, I don't know that I would have been as successful as staying on track as I actually did. And I started thinking about then this new series, which I'm calling Inspired By, and I'm bringing together inspiration and education, which is why the ED is capitalized. So how can I inspire you? How can I educate you? How can I bring those two words together to create an episode? And it occurred to me as I was listening to Paula Pant's Afford Anything podcast the other day while I'm walking my way to wealth with my earbuds, and there was an episode with J.D. Roth, which completely inspired me. Some of you may know J.D. Roth. I've never talked to him before, but I just know he's been in the financial independent community for some time now. And that episode inspired me so much that I wanted to create this episode. And there's one aspect of that episode that for me was an incredible light bulb moment. So I'm going to save that to the end. You're going to hear why I was completely blown away and inspired by just one sentence of what J.D. Ross shared with the audience. And that's coming up here in just a few minutes. So Paula Pant decides to interview J.D. Roth on her recent episode of Afford Anything. And they talk through the seven stages of building wealth over time, which is really part of J.D. Roth's series that I talked about earlier on Audible. I didn't mention it was on Audible, but on Amazon, you can go check it out. And he's age 51, and I'll get to some things about him here in a little while. But the first three to four stages are things I think that my Broke at 40 listeners already understand. You know, he talks through things like early in life, when we're young, we get our finances in order. Hopefully some of us don't. <laughs> some of us don't learn 
right away. Like for myself, I went through a bankruptcy, as you know, at age 29. And so we're, we're working through life and we're going through these stages in the early years of attaining financial independence. And we may not even know that we're doing that. In fact, for me, I didn't know what financial independence was when I was trying to save money and better myself. I just knew this is what I wanted to do eventually once I got through the hurdles that I needed to go through in life. But I want to focus on stage four, five, six, and seven in the content of today's episode from J.D. Roth, where he talks about we eventually get to a place in our financial journey where we have autonomy or we have agency in our own ability to build wealth. So he calls, again, this an autonomous stage, stage four. And that's a great place to be as you're building your wealth. You have enough money where you're thinking that, okay, I'm doing great. I have this autonomy in my uh, trajectory towards wealth. He does talk about stage five being financial security. Not quite financial independence yet, but stage five would be financial security or what some people call in the community a lean fire. I think that's where I may be, and I might be closer to stage six here, but I'm not quite sure. But um, financial security means you have enough to generate passive income, whether it be from your mutual funds that you have within your investments, and or some of you, like Paula, that get into real estate, so you could have passive income that way. But in stage five, it really is this lean fire of financial security where you know that the money, this engine that you've created that I talk about uh, is so large that that point where you could withdraw money from it and you have this passive income potentially if you wanted to use it, you don't have to, but to pay for your basic expenses, your housing, you know, food, all of those things that you need. So it's kind of like a lean fire and many people, myself included, as I go through this journey, I'm actually inspired by the lean fire concept of financial security because I, as you know, have been living lean for many years as part of my personality. I'm not going to be spending a lot of money in retirement because I'm so frugally oriented. I know that about me. And so that, if you can adopt that into your psyche of who you are, the fiber of your being, then you're going to have a lot of success potentially getting to stage five and maybe maybe staying there. But he goes on to say then that stage six then is when you segue into true financial independence. It's a crossover into this income that you're generating not only covers your standard of living, but really it covers the standard of living comfortably for the rest of your life. So as you think about expenses that you may have in the future, you kind of build that as a buffer into your plan so that when you do stop working at whatever age, and it doesn't have to be early, even though his series is called, you know, getting to financial independence and retiring early, which as you guys know, Broke at 40 listeners, we don't really think about retiring early too much, maybe a few years, but that's not our goal because we started so late in life. You know, we're not even thinking that way. <clears throat> it could be a few years early. But it's this stage six then that you get to that point where you comfortably feel by looking at the numbers, especially, that your passive income could pay 
for the standard of living, including fund money, things of that nature, healthcare for the rest of your life. The final stage he talks about of going towards wealth really is stage seven, which he calls financial abundance. And he even mentions Vicki Robin uh, in his uh, in, in, in this podcast, where you really have enough and then some, right? So not only does it cover your current standard of living for the rest of your life, but even beyond, you could have expensive trips that you build into your infrastructure of your trajectory towards wealth, right? You have the money then, you, you feel as though you are secure enough and abundant enough to be able to take expensive trips potentially, maybe have one or two homes, you know, and it's not that you're living too extravagantly, but you know you have enough. And in the community, they call that fat fire. So it's kind of like you're segueing into the lean fire where you could get to fat fire. So for me and for you guys, as you build your wealth, maybe you already have quite a bit of wealth established and you're in your 40s. So you know that maybe if you do want to work until 55 or 60, you could get to that stage of financial abundance. So that may be something that you're going towards. You want it to be fat fire. You want to create a legacy potentially for your children, your grandchildren. And so you know that you want to have that wealth so that you can either use it during your years and live um, a little bit below extravagance, but <laughs> um, or you want to perhaps leave a legacy to others. And as JD and Paula go on in the podcast, they talk about profit versus savings. So I want to take a minute and analyze this. I really, really enjoyed this. So JD Roth talks about how traditionally through the past 40 years or so, you know, we may listen to or remember our grandparents saying things like, we have to save a dollar. We must save a dollar. A penny earned is a penny. No, a penny saved is a penny earned, like Lincoln said, right? So we, we are always thinking about savings. And that's kind of an antiquated term, if you think about it. Um, so he talks about having a mind shift, mindset shift into thinking more in terms of a term that you can use for yourself, which is called profit, savings versus profit. He encourages everybody to think of themselves as a company. And I've talked about this before, and I think it's so true. All of us going towards financial independence shouldn't just be thinking that we're randomly saving money here and there. That's not how it works. You need to think of yourself as a company, as the chief financial officer, Paula mentions, or the CEO of your life. You need to treat yourself as a business. That is what you are as you go through life in your 40s, if you're broke and you start out, think of yourself that way. Think of yourself as having profit. How can you get at the end of the year and have profit? It's just as simple as that. So go back to my build a budget episodes and think through all of the concepts I've talked about. If you have debt, pay it down. You eventually want to shift those monies, like you've heard in my case studies of folks that, you know, pay off debt and then shift that money every month into their investments. It's very calculated. It's very intentional, as you know, and it really does 
work. You've got to think of yourself as a business. They go on to talk about frugality being super important. I believe he said, and I'm going to quote a couple things here, that the average American um, in their budget for transportation is up to like 17%, which I think is crazy. 17% and housing is around 33% of their gross monthly income. So these are high numbers, right? These are very high numbers. Since the average American is doing this, the average American has to think differently. The average American that's broke at 40 and has debt has to think differently. Otherwise, they're not going to get to where they want to be. They go, they go on to talk about, uh, J.D. Roth mentions the wealth snowball, which I thought was a really interesting concept. I've never quite heard it put that way. We have all heard of the debt snowball made famous by um, Dave Ramsey and some others where you're paying off debt. You know, For those of you that have debt, you might take your debt numbers and pay the higher interest rates first and or the small balances first. Whatever is a big win for you as you pay down debt, you want to make it a game, you want to make it fun. So there's tons of content out there about how you can pay off debt. But then you want to shift your mindset into not the debt snowball, but the wealth snowball. And I think that's a super important concept. I've been talking to you for months now about emergency funds, getting your Roth IRA established, going back into your 401k and maxing that out. If you have more money at the end of the year, what do you do? You open up a taxable account. So these are all um, events in your investment journey that you can think of as a wealth snowball. One of them piggybacks off the other. And as you roll that snowball forward, it gets larger and larger and larger and becomes a metaphor for the wealth that you're building over time. So I really, really liked that. They go on to say then, as they close out the episode, is that um, as they continue on and talk through these financial steps, that you really need to pay attention, they talk about, to the big picture, the big picture over time. Remind yourself that the market returns 6 to 7% and has been for multiple years, even after inflation. So look at that as a long-term I've even said, conservatively speaking, that you know I only forecast like four to five percent in my goals, knowing that it's probably going to be a little bit more. <clears throat> um, that after not only takes into account inflation, <clears throat> excuse me, but it also takes into account the ups and downs of the market. Like we may be going into a small little recession here. Everybody's saying right in March or April. We're in March right now, but <laughs> maybe in April. So. It could go down for a little while, but then it's going to come back up. It's cyclical. So just keep your eye, they talk about, on paying attention to the big picture over time. Invest potentially into low-cost mutual funds. He mentions VTSAX, which we all know about. And keep everything on automation. He said that the number one error in building wealth over time is you, you are the heir. <laughs> um, human error is the problem, right? We tend to buy high and sell low, which is really wrong. We don't want to do that, right? You have to really train yourself to think differently. 
So if the market goes down and you have some money set aside in cash, when do you want to pop it into the market? Probably when the market goes down. Dollar cost in as it's going down, right? But that, again, is a money above and beyond any of your automation that they talk about, right? So, you know, keep it automated for your 401k. Keep it auto automated for your Roth IRA. If you get to a point like where I am where you have other buckets of money throughout the year that you're kind of saving in an online savings account potentially, if you want it to stay there, that's fine for me because I'm close to retirement. I need that buffer zone. But for you, if you're early on and you have this extra money going on and you do want to pop that into the market, be cognizant of the fact that you can keep it in your savings account for a little while and then make those intelligent decisions where you buy when the market is priced low, right? As we go down into lower S&P 500 numbers is when you should buy more because that same amount of money, as you know, buys more shares of those mutual funds. They, they close the episode then talking about ignore the noise. There's a lot of things out there, you know, news is emotion they mentioned. And they also talk about in, index funds being timeless. It's not as sexy, is it? People like to listen to the news. What's happening? What's going on? Bitcoin, all these different things that come up. So really learning and having an intentional viewpoint of ignoring the noise. Don't watch the news as much as you used to. You know, Don't pay attention to all the noise. Just stay on track and believe in yourself, like I always say. So I just want to thank J.D. Roth for being on Paula Pant's Afford Anything episode. I found that incredibly inspiring, but I did say a little while ago that there's one thing I wanted to leave you with, and it's this. J.D. Roth in that episode gave his age. He said he's 51 years old, and he also gave his net worth. He outwardly just said his net worth is $1.45 million, which I thought way to go jd you know that's the pet peeve i have and it's so hard for people to learn and have a benchmark and compare themselves to others right so he's in his early 50s i'm in my early 50s to hear somebody that's in the financial community and so well known like jd roth say that my net worth is almost 1.5 i'm at about 1.1 i'm a little bit older than him by several years so in my mind i think through that and I'm just inspired by people that do that. So I want to thank him for saying that because that's what this is all about, guys. It's about, in, in, in some ways, you know, hearing and listening to people as they talk through their financial independent journey. And if they say what their net worth is, then great for you because you can then use that as a benchmark as you move forward. So I'm going to leave you like I always leave you. I want you to make it your mission to walk with me to wealth every week. I appreciate you. I believe in you. And I congratulate you for every step of the way. Be sure to come back next week. This is Evan Thomas for the Broke at 40 podcast. Alrighty, that's going to do it for another episode, everybody. Hey, I've got a favor. 
If you've got a friend that's struggling financially at any age, please share this episode with them. Let them know that I went from broke to a million dollar net worth in just about 14 years. And if I can do it, anybody can. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review. We would really appreciate it. What do I always say? It's okay to be broke at 40. It really is, but not at 50 or 55 now that you found us. You can change your financial destiny. I'm Evan Thomas, and this is the Broke at 40 podcast.